Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we discuss the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, November 12th, 2022. This is show number 200, November 11th, 2022. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, what did you think of the Breeders' Cup? Well, it was great. I mean, it's always fun to see those horses up close um you know get to see them in the flesh i uh, got to see flight line you know, I, I could almost reach out and touch him and uh you know, he certainly lived up to the billing so that was exciting uh, also had a chance to meet a lot of pod listeners um who you know came up and said hello and got a chance to chat with a few of them and they said some kind words about the podcast so that was really cool I enjoyed that. Um, so all in all, it was, you know, definitely a, a great experience. And Keeneland's always a great setting for it. And the weather cooperated for the most part. So it was great. Yeah, I have to admit, um, it was, I, I I bet Flightline on top of Hot Rod Charlie with a small bet Hot Rod Charlie on, on top. And uh, it was great to be able to root for Flightline to win and to actually see him win, even though my exacta didn't pan out. Um, at least it was uh, it was it was a great racing experience, a great fan spectator experience. Um, you know that that it was just it was just it was just a joy to see that horse win as easily as he did. Yeah, what was nice about it was unlike last year in the. Breeders' Cup Classic, when all the riders grabbed their horses and let Knicks go have an easy lead because they didn't want to try to challenge him and compromise their chances. Um, this year, you know, they they took it the race to flight line with life is good. So, um, you know, that really brought out the best in flight line. It, it showed us that he could, you know, ha- you know, take a, a the heat up up front from a really good horse put that horse away and then draw off. I mean, that I thought testing him that way was much, much better than if they had like run, ran for second with life is good. And we had just seen flight line, you know, gallop around. It would have been cool, but now we know that, you know, this horse can, he can, he can take that early pace and still keep going. I mean, when they were showing those early fractions, I was thinking, wow, they're going fast. I wonder if he, you know, he can hold on. And then when they're heading into the turn and he kind of looked back over his shoulder, like he knew that he could take life as good anytime he wanted to. And he was just wondering if anybody was going to make a move on him. You kind of knew at that point that flight line was going to gallop because they were already in their own zip code, the top two at that point. So, you know, he was impressive horse. We didn't get to see him run much, but when we did get to watch him, he, he definitely impressed. 
The Sport of Kings pod is brought to you by Horse Racing Nation and its first-timer power ratings report, which ranks every debut runner in North America and provides an edge because the top-ranked horses outperform both their off-odds and their morning line. Get the first-timer power ratings report at picks.horseracingnation.com. Support the Sport of Kings podcast by contributing to our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash sportofkings and donate as little as $3 per month. That's patreon.com slash sportofkings. Thank you for your support. And we have a special returning guest. He's the chief trips officer of TripNote Pros. He finished second in the FloCal faceoff on horse journeys, winning over $80,000. He's Benny South Street. Benny, welcome back. And that was a good day. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Get some good mojo going. Uh, I'm sure it helped to fund the uh, startup of TripNote Pros. Um, you know, I, I don't know what I did with that, but it didn't last long. It went fast, whatever I did with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a good Golf. day. You, you got to have another one of those. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm sure I, I, you know, there's always a percentage of, funds when you make a score that goes to complete nonsense but i'm sure some of it went to good use i'm sure my wife made good use of it also all right well um <laughs> i'm gonna uh i'm gonna <laughs> defer uh any further questioning to chris chris you got any questions for benny before we launch into this pick five no nah, i say let's launch let's go okay launch we will with the fifth race at Del Mar on Saturday, it's an allowance optional claimer, mile and an eighth on turf, purse of 72000 for three-year-old fillies. Benny, what did Trip Notes Pro say for, about this race? You know, this is one of those races where if I get a lot of positive notes, I just hate because I'm afraid to remove anybody. Um, I'm going to toss a couple. I, I, I'm four deep in this race. Uh, I used one, two, five, and six. I thought were were logical horses. I really thought the one got a, just a miserable ride last time. Um, okay, so he's terrible, he terrible speaking, of trip. course, about Glen Ollie, Bell yes. Cherie, ballet dancing, and school dance. Just uh, just you've got it. Names, yes, you know, I apologize. Yes, some people are driving. You've got it. Uh, Glen Ollie or Glen Ollie, whatever that is. Bell Cherie, ballet dancing, school dance. I didn't see a whole lot of pace in here. And I thought that the one could fall into a nice pocket trip. Um, and again, just got a, just a pitiful ride last time, just a terrible turf ride. Um, so that one was a big move up for me. Bell Cherie, same kind of thing. Um, this horse never had a chance to run. If you watch this horse on tape, I'd encourage anybody to do it. Uh, was kind of just leaning in during the lane. Barrios had a really hard time trying to get her to the outside. She never made it out there. She never leveled several common uh, runners coming out of that race. And I thought that she potentially had the most upside the October 2nd race at Santa Anita, four common runners coming out of that race. And she may have been the best of those. Um, the five ballet dancing gets needed class relief. I think is one of two Simon runners in here. Uh, that's eligible to win Belcheri being the other not a big fan of this late running style just a dead cold 
closer in a race that's lacking speed, but Van Dyke to Rispoli is it's worth quite a bit. Um, and Rispoli's smart if it gets if the pace gets out of hand and he's in a deep closing spot, uh, he'll pull the trigger early. And I think this one can uh, can extend uh, or sustain rather uh, a long run for home. So I had to use that one. And then the upside one was School Dance. First time D'Amato last time, uh, ran off and hit, was visually impressive. Very strong on the gallop out, showed really strong body language. She had her ears pricked. Uh, she was ready to go around again. And she really only had to run about a furlong in that race. So I think she's a big move up as well. I'm four deep. Okay, four deep for Benny. How many deep for Chris? Well, he took a lot of the meat off the bone already. Um, but there is one horse that did not mention that I like, and that's the three Dendera who, uh, kind of like you said, comes out of the common race. Uh, its best races used to be when it was up near the lead, but for some reason they've been trying to rate that horse a lot. They finally let it get a forward position last time. It looked pretty good for a while, but some horses on the outside kind of made a move in the middle of the race, and it kind of cooked the pace up and turned out to be sort of a closer flow race. Um, but... I thought the fact that they, you know, that horse, that was a pretty good race. His last two have been pretty good. I think the lack of pace will work in this horse's favor. I'm hoping that they have it forwardly placed. And if they do, I don't think the pace will cook up like it did last time. And, um, you know, this horse could be a really big price. So from a value perspective, in a race, I think is kind of wide open. If Ballet Dancer doesn't get a trip, um, probably is the best horse. If it, if it doesn't, then it's pretty wide open after that. And to me, Dendera has as good a chance as any, could get a really good trip, might even get uh, either the lead or stocking the two on a, a tepid pace, which is a pretty good trip, I think. So I'll go with the three. Okay, I'm also on Dendera. Uh, pretty obvious play because when I looked at the sheets, I thought she might be the favorite. Then I saw that, um, and Benny, if you don't mind muting, that's there's uh, some shuffling going on there. Yeah, you know what that is, boys? That's a margarita. I'm in Scottsdale. It's p.m. here, so <laughs> I'll mute that for you, but it is p.m. here, and I'm ready to go. So fire away on Dundaro. I'll mute. All right. <laughs> All right, I am en color me envious of Benny South Street right now. Twelve nineteen in Scottsdale, and he's doing it right. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, when I looked at the sheets, I, I I thought the horse might be the favorite. I looked it up and saw that it was twelve to one. The horse has always been fast. Was keen in his in her last stretching out for the first time off a top. Uh, there's obviously an excuse for that. So. That's the horse I'm playing. I uh, haven't decided who else I'll use because they're really evenly matched, but ballet dancing obviously looked uh, looked very formidable. Okay, if you can stop sipping your margarita long enough to add anything else, you have anything left? No, I, I thought Dan Dare was eligible. What, what I didn't like about that one was they clearly – didn't want her in front, which I thought was strange. It was a mile and eight. She had every opportunity to just clear off in that race, and she didn't. She was keyed up. I, I, again, I had positives on many of these. 
Um, and, and she was certainly one of them, but I didn't like the way uh, she got ridden last time. And it's the same distance. I would love her on a cutback. Maybe if she could, you know, if there was a little bit more injection of pace uh, and she could relax a little more, I, I, I think the same thing might happen. Um, but she wouldn't surprise me, like you said, and she's a big price. So there's a lot of value there. And yes, the margarita is delicious, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I'll just a couple things I'll add in. School dance is kind of dangerous. Second off the layoff for D'Amato. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That horse probably has the most upside. Won't get any kind of price on the horse, but um, it's dangerous along with ballet dancing. Those two are, are legit. I And I, the one, I don't think you mentioned this one, but the seven horse Cladic here. This is horse is kind of a stone cold closer, so the pace might not be in its favor, but I thought it had a no chance ride last time and it, it finished up really well. So if somehow it can be a little more sense of urgency early on with the rider, um, this, that one doesn't seem impossible and that should be a big price as well. And I'm a little biased because I needed her last time for bricks and I was literally yelling at this rider like any day now. And it just never happened. Um, yeah, I thought she ran huge last time. So, what is I'm not for, a big fan of that rider either. <laughs> what, what 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 is for bricks? Sorry, uh, 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 a brick here. would be a ten dimes. I had I had a, a several horizontal plays into this one that were not for fifty cents. Um, and yeah, that one uh, that one stung a little bit. So I'm a little biased. You know, horse players can be a little quirky. You get biased about horses, and this is one of them for me. So if she wins tomorrow, it's going to really bother me that she didn't win the next time. So, <laughs> Well, uh, for your sake, I hope she doesn't win. For Chris's sake, I hope she does. Uh, I, I certainly think she has a shot. Um, yeah, I think it's a really evenly matched race. So... Um, Interesting. Shaman Ghost is turning out to be uh, quite the turf sire. Okay, let's move on to the sixth race. It is a maiden claiming race. Mile in the dirt, person thirty-six thousand for two-year-olds. Chris, why don't you get us started? Tough race. I mean, a maiden claiming for two-year-olds going two turns, all kinds of unknowns. So it's the kind of race where. I wouldn't go with a short price, although the favorite probably is legitimate dropping in class. The eight horse rich gold dropping in class just was gelded. Peter Miller, Flavian Pratt. That horse can take a lot of money. But, you know, there's no reason why it has to win this race. And there's all kinds of horses that could jump up. Um, the one I landed on for pod purposes was the six Besker, who is making its second start. In its debut, <laughs> it didn't do a whole lot of running early on. Um, didn't break very well. I it just basically didn't run at all. In fact, on Timeform US, its early uh, um, rating was a zero. <laughs> so it wasn't going very fast early. But what caught my eye was it did pick it up later on in the race. In fact, it ran a 22 and change quarter in the middle of the race, which is racehorse time. And it's closed and galloped out well, and it's stretching out now. It's just the kind of horse 
that could improve dramatically second time out, assuming that the intentions are to try to win this time. I don't think they were last time. And this rider, even though she's not a high percentage rider, with this barn, she does really well. I think I checked she was like nine for the last 23. Um, so they win with this rider. I think this horse will be ridden with a little more urgency and certainly flashed a little bit of talent in the middle and later part of that race. So surprised that this horse was six to one in the morning line. It's not dropping down in class or anything. I'm hoping it'll float up above that. Um, but the six Besker is one of many with a shot in here, but the one that I landed on. Okay, one small negative. Uh, the trainer, second out, sprint to route. Two for 18 with an 052 ROI, but he could easily be three for 19 after this race and still have a bad record. Benny, where are you at? If it makes you feel any better, Chris, Beskar did hate the kickback, and I think she was discouraged or he was discouraged early, and that could have been why she, you know, he just had no speed. But you know, my top pick was going to be the three, uh, Loco Luna. I really wanted to avoid this horse because I know that maiden special weight Calbreds ran faster that day than the opens. I think the race overall is weak, but from a trips perspective, this was a first timer that did show some speed down inside, uh, seemed to get a little bit discouraged as the far turn approached and got shuffled a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to make the lead. At least I think he's going to try for the lead. Um, I think Juan Hernandez is ex extremely underrated, especially on the front end. Uh, I think this one makes the lead and, and could potentially pop at a decent number. I've got nothing wrong to say about Rich Gold. I think the drop is obvious. Um, and again, just a very, very weak field, like Chris mentioned. Um, Valdivia to Pratt is worth a ton. Uh, this guy, he's always on live horses. Pratt, when he's rights for Miller, is is genuine, you know, typically gold. So I had nothing bad to, to say about him, although I'm not sure I'm going to be using them because I, I also agree with Chris and going to be a short price. I think the 10 is interesting. 10 just had a really miserable trip on debut. Um, it may have been a prep anyway. Um, you know, not too many, uh, first timers going two turns in, in California are, are well meant. Um, I think it was probably, you know, just get one over, uh, gets a nice rider switch, is drawn outside, uh, and probably for a very underrated barn, going to be a square price. I'm not a fan of the post, but that'll be baked into the price as well. So three and probably 10 for me. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck the trend here and go with the favorite, Rich Gold, who, um, <clears throat> yeah, just based on the running style, makes you think, why would this horse be favored? On the other hand, did get much, much better numbers, uh, uh, figures than the others. And also, none of these horses really has speed. I mean, the, the, the closest one that has speed is, you know, got a 46 buyer. So, uh, so, so I'm just going to stick with Rich Gold. Um, had some trouble in his first dirt race. He's been gelded. And, you know, it's, 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 it's bonus that, that prot. Pratt gets on. I know he's not going to be much of a price, but like, I'm just not going to, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to reach too deep in this race. So rich gold for me. You know, what's amazing about his race two back 
is I use, uh, and you guys I'm sure know HTR, right? A lot of tournament players use it. I plugged in the velocity numbers for Rich Gold 2-back. They have that horse second fastest early in that race after breaking slow, which I found uh, amazing in a race with no pace that this horse could potentially be forwardly placed, uh, which which would make him extremely dangerous. Yeah, it's interesting that time form pace numbers, the early pace numbers are all bright red. So, uh, you know, they, they did, they did have that fast as well. Good to know. The only thing about him is don't, I mean, I think three to one morning lines way off. This horse probably going to be even money. Don't you think? Yeah, I think he'll be much shorter than much shorter than three to one for sure. Yeah. So even at like an even money, would that, you would still just lean on him, Scott. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm going to be doing like an action pick five. I mean, this is this is the se- this isn't the the kind of sequence that gets my motor completely running. So uh, you know, I'll probably have a, an under fifty dollar play and uh, single the source. Yeah, he's. De- I would say he's certainly the most likely winner. I I was just kind of figuring with the connections. He'd really get pounded at the windows. And I do agree with you that, uh, or with Benny, that Loco Luna is probably, you know, live, a second-time starter, dropping down in class, stretching out, all the things that he said. So, you know, I'm always looking for a horse like that or Besker rather than the horse that's going to get bet off of what it's already done. So, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But on these two-year-old races where there's all these un- underexposed horses, I'm usually trying to find, you know, the horse that hasn't done it yet and trying to beat the one that kind of looks obvious. So that that's the way I'll go. But I kind of agree um, with you, Scott, that um, this is a tough sequence and, and you can't spread out in every race. All right, let's see what, what we can do with the third leg. It's the Catherine Crosby Stakes, a mile on turf, purse of 75000 for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up. I think it's California Breads, not sure. Uh, Benny, what do you got? Um, I could potentially single bipartisanship here. Um, just parked last time. Five wide all the way around the track. Hadn't run since March. Probably absolutely needed the race. Went off as the favorite anyway. Um, uh, if she can work out a trip, I think she's definitely the horse to beat. I do like it when I have several trips that I thought were good trips that I can fade, and that's the case here. I had three others that were just immediate tosses for me. The wild card is the eight horse gold for kitten. Um, not a whole lot of speed in here. A lot of times these stretch out turf horses – uh, they can show a lot more speed than, than people give them credit for when they, when they show up fresh. Uh, I think that one's interesting. Um, I don't, I print my form so early. I don't know what the morning line is, but I'd have to think she's going to be a little bit shorter than some of the other. I don't like the fact that Johnny V gets on. I looked through some numbers, uh, the last time he was here and he was not good here. I don't know if he's on vacation and just looking to ride Baffert runners for the most part, but he was like in the six, 7% range when not riding for Baffert. 
Uh, and that was a negative for me, but it wouldn't surprise me if she won. But uh, again, bipartisanship, just a miserable, miserable trip last time from the 12 hole at Keeneland, <clears throat> I, I think is the right horse. Bipartisanship uh, should compete for favoritism. Chris, what are you thinking? I agree. She's the best horse, bipartisanship. And Graham Motion is a good trainer, and he's won a couple at Del Mar. Second off the layoff, you know, certainly going to run well. I do think the five-horse Burgu Alley is solid, and she seems to be the only speed in here. Um, and you got Pratt and D'Amato. So those two are pretty strong favorites. Uh, I think bipartisanship is the more talented one. But from a uh, race shape perspective, Burgu Alley seems to have a tactical edge. But those are definitely the two to beat. And I think the only one that might beat them, the only place you might get some value is the other horse that Benny mentioned, the eight gold for Kitten. You know, this horse started its career with like four wins. Uh, had a couple of good placings in stakes races. Switched uh, barns. Uh, didn't do them. Ran a couple times. Something went wrong. And now it comes back off the long layoff. But a lot of upside. This horse has run well fresh. Sports a really sharp recent workout. So I don't think the post is too bad. I'm guessing. I don't mind. I'm not a big Johnny Velasquez fan, especially on the turf. But. I see this horse stalking. At the, this is exactly what Velasquez likes to do: is stalk off a, a pace setter like Burgu Alley. So, I think the eight could get a really good trip if it's ready off the bench. You know, it's got a lot of upside. It might be able to pull the upset. But to me, this race, the, the chalk is pretty strong. Um, with the four as the talent and the five as the um, the one that kind of has probably going to be low in speed. Okay, I'm going to mark it down as gold for kitten as your pick, but uh, noted yes, yes. That, noted that you think the favorites uh, are are viable, and um, I'm actually also on bipartisanship. She's a single for me. She's progressed well. Now goes second off a layoff as a mature four year old. Um, I don't know. I, you know the the <clears throat> the only thing I'll add is that I think she might not go off favored and that's why she'll be a good single oh yeah i mean that she has the golden pattern we always talk about you know this four-year-old second off a layoff a lot of upside so she's gonna run well unless she just gets a brutal trip somehow um you know i i don't know what the price will be it won't be good it may not be favored but it, it'll be a strong second choice at best Sometimes a second choice, you know, is uh, is a good thing as a as a single. Let's go to the eighth yeah. race. We'll go to the eighth race, and uh, we'll that's an allowance optional claiming six and a half furlongs on dirt. And sorry about that. Um, that was not a California bred race, the seventh race, but this one is California bred or California sired for fillies and mares, three year olds and up. And it's Chris's turn to get us started. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, bad horses in here. So I think there's only three or four really that are contenders. I I'm going to go with another saddler off the layoff horse, the two horse Delta win. 
he's actually really good off the layoff with dirt sprinters. So I think this horse is going to fire. Uh, it's not real consistent, but it's, it's run some really good races. It has upside. Uh, it's these kind of inconsistent horses. A lot of times really are, you want to get them off the layoff. This horse has run well, fresh before it's a really good work tab. And I like the fact it has a recent gate work. That tells me that they're they're looking to you know try to win right off the bench, and uh, they're not you know trying to put a race into the horse or anything. So there is a lot of speed, but it's kind of cheap speed. I don't like the draw necessarily on the inside, but I just think this horse might be the best if it's ready. Um, and if you can actually get to six to one, which I don't think you will, but if you could, you know, that's a really good price in here. So I'm I'm on the two Delta Wind. Delta Wind has a victory at Del Mar. Benny, what are you thinking here? Well, I'm thinking I'm going to have a sip of this margarita first. Hold on a second. Ah, that's delicious. Um, I think there's a lot of speed in here. Um, I didn't necessarily think it was cheap either. I thought the two had to go. Uh, two's going to need the lead from down in there. Tend to handicap outwards and at Del Mar. And I think that this 11 horse, uh, 27 trouts is another that needs the lead very, very fast. They're drawn far apart from one another. I don't think they see each other for at least a 16th of a mile. And they're already cooking at that point. I think they're going to go fast. I also thought, um, who was the other one? I had one other one that I thought was going to inject some paste. Oh, tiger spice, tiger spice on debut was keen, got shut off early, and was just in in between lost lost her path and wanted to be in front, and then she did that easily last time. She made the lead, and her ears were flipping around in front. She wants to be in front. So I do think they're going to go fast, and accordingly, I I landed on two closers that I thought uh, came out of a a race that were just absolutely crawling early, uh, and that was the race with uh, Vegan and She's Bulletproof. Vegan got very unlucky last time, got a thoughtful ride. This guy was, he was literally, she was on the lead. She had a joint position on the lead and she took back to avoid dueling early and she got shuffled and she landed near the back and she ran on very, very well down inside uh, to finish second. And then she's bulletproof was out kicked early, had a, had a miserable start, uh, but she's got no speed anyway. So no big deal. And then launched a really nice, Wide bid to finish up a solid third, in my opinion, gets a nice upgrade in Pratt. Uh, I actually had that track as a forwardly running track anyway. The winner did go wire to wire. Um, and I think that if two of those three go, uh, I think one of these two has a very, very good chance to win. I will say this about Tiger Spice. It wouldn't surprise me if she won. Um, it's noteworthy that Andy Mathis had, he had like 30 runners at Del Mar uh, over the summer. And I think 34 of them won. I mean, he literally lost nothing. He won everything. So the trainer switch, although I do believe that Dan Blacker is more than capable. Um, that one had me a little bit pausing, but uh, wouldn't surprise me if Tiger Spice won either, because I do think that she can win from a stalking position if she doesn't make the lead. Okay. Well, I'm also going to go with vegan, a closer third off a layoff for Mark Latt. He hits at 18% off that angle with a 190 ROI. I do expect there to be a lot of speed. So um, so that's my pick. Uh, I, I, 
you know, despite the speed, um, Delta Wind does scare me. So I'll also be using Delta Wind because, um, you know, she has that gigantic race at Del Mar where she won by 11 lengths. And uh, she's circling back. I mean, she she is off a layoff, so the circle back is less of a factor. But at the same time, it's a circle back and then a nice gap uh, where she can mature. And uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see her. I'd hate to see her win at five to one and not have her. So so vegan and Delta Wind for me. Yeah, the other horse I like other than Delta Win is the one horse big summer who always runs well, has a good race, or I thought was a pretty good race on the dirt and is in really good form and is it, it draws the rail, but it, it's one that's going to kind of come from back anyway. And um, if they are going fast up front, I think it's the best closer. So, you know, to me that big summer would be the one, you know, I would take Delta Wind on the front end in Big Summer if they if it comes from off it. Yeah, my only knock with that one, the dirt race. I mean, she's had uh, you know eight career starts, seven of them on turf, and she did run okay on dirt, um, but she never felt kickback. Uh, and clearly, they think she's a turfer. Otherwise, she'd have more than one dirt start, and she. She was forwardly placed in her only dirt race, and that was the that was the reason why I kind of knocked that one a little bit because down there at Del Mar, you're gonna she'll be feeling it a little bit, so she'll have to overcome some adversity that she she hasn't seen. But I think you're right. I think she is the most legitimate closer. I just it's just a new animal down there on the inside, so that was why I faded that one. Yeah, the kickback can could could uh, do that one in if she can't handle it. We'll see. I mean, if she, although she may like drop all the way back because she doesn't like a kickback and then circle the field if they go too fast. We'll have to see. But you're right. That's something you want to take into account for sure. Okay, let's move to the ninth race, the final leg. It is a maiden special weight mile on the turf, purse of 70,000 for two-year-olds. Benny, how are we going to close this out? Uh, we're going to be singling D'Amato and Pratt. I've seen this show before. Uh, he's got a couple runners in here. Um, something I was, I'm looking for when D'Amato has two runners, he normally uses, um, he normally uses Pratt and Raspoli. Uh, Raspoli lands on another runner, which um, I know Vasquez rode the one last time, ran somewhere. Uh, and she, he did nothing wrong, ran a nice second, overhauled everybody in front of him, just got overrun late. But um, I think I think this horse is live uh, and I think is going to get bet. I didn't see a whole lot in here. I had five good trip notes for others that I just eliminated uh, right off the bat. The one that's a little bit interesting that that I may include underneath, like on like a B ticket would be Secret Treasure. Secret Treasure, um, it doesn't look like it, but this horse got sneakily bet on debut and had a miserable trip. And one of the things that made the trip bad was that he was very much discouraged by the kickback and moves to turf. I think that could be one of the reasons why this one is being given a chance uh, to try the turf. Um, 
I'm ashamed to say I didn't do a deeper dive into the pedigree analysis on the turf. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this, this one, I thought they had some talent in a, in a race that had some very, very talented runners, um, at Del Mar over the summer, this one caught a little bit of money. Uh, so that one's a little bit interesting for me, but again, I'll be, uh, I'll probably be tied into, to the Pratt tomato combination, which is kind of embarrassing when I say it out loud, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Pratt and tomato are, are gold together. They're, what are they? Yeah. They're and you're, you're talking about the horse, the eight Paul, Polyak. Polyak. I'm not even Polyak. sure how to pronounce that, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, not, not very creative, but uh, again, I had several negatives on some others. Um, you know, the, there was another one too, that, that I think is going to get a different ride. I, pr- I'm, if I'm being honest, I won't use in the pick five, but I may use in some, some vertical plays as De La Luna, De La Luna last time uh, in a grade three event um, really got a bad ride. It didn't break very well, but literally the guy, the, the rider just took a hold of him and was comfortable getting dragged around the course four wide, which is like complete death, a no chance ride. Edwin gets up. I think this one's going to be very aggressive and could potentially show speed and run well. Um, I'm just not sure uh, if he's good enough to win, but Two interesting runners underneath for me, Secret Treasure number six and De La Luna um, underneath. Okay, so Poyak is your top play, and uh, that one is three to one. And if you get that, that'll be a pretty solid, pretty uh, decent price. Chris, where are you at? Well, comment on a couple that that Benny mentioned. Poyak. Now, I out, I outwork trip note pros here because I'll bet you don't do a note on this horse, right? Because it ran. I did not. No, I didn't. Yeah, so I watched his races. Uh, nothing special, really. No trouble that wasn't, you know, that you would need to take note of, or nothing really impressive. The only thing I will know is it did run once around a left-handed turn, which is a a big plus for the horses making their first U.S. start. And D'Amato's just made his living off bringing these kind of cheap horses over from Europe that, you know, can win races in Southern California. He's just done it over and over and over and over again. So, but you know, that horse doesn't scare me off in a race like this, but certainly is probably the one to beat. And the other D'Amato you mentioned, those are clearly the two to beat. I did like secret treasure. Um, for all the reasons you said, it looked to me like the starter might've still had a hold of that horse at the start. So it really had no trouble right at the beginning, and then it got worse from there. So that horse had a miserable trip. It had trained well heading into that race. Like you said, it took a little bit of money, even though it doesn't look like it because the Baffert horses were getting pounded. And in terms of breeding, it's out of a pulpit mare, and the pulpit mares almost always are plus turf. So I think there's some turf breeding there. So Secret Treasure is interesting. I was kind of shocked that it was 6-1 to one in the morning line. Um I kind of hope for a little better than that, but that one is is live, and the one one I'm interested in. The other one, though, I probably like the most is the four horse Fleet Feet, who has been kind of stuck ch- chasing a Baffert monster in every start in his first three starts, including his last one, where 
he stretched out around two turns, but he got stuck right in between both Baffert horses. One was on his inside, one was on the outside. The one on the inside was kind of the rabbit, and he had to chase that one. And then he had the one on the outside was the one they wanted to win, and he had that one breathing down his neck um, around the whole race in between those two. He put the rabbit away, but he got run down by the um, the other Baffert who ended up getting DQ'd. Kind of a weird DQ because that horse was much the best, but he still got disqualified. But anyway, he's been kind of chasing tough Baffert horses on the dirt. And now I'm thinking they're trying the turf just to get away from Baffert. And uh, the horse has kind of got some turf breeding by Nyquist, who I'd say is plus turf out of a broken valve mare, which at worst is kind of uh, neutral. And he's got a lot of speed. They're taking the blinkers off, so they're probably going to try to get this horse, you know, to relax on the front end, hopefully on the lead, but if not on the lead, you know, near the, the lead. And uh, I think it could be a much improved. Uh, I think it's better than it looks. And if it can to the, take to the turf, which I think it could, might run a big race in here, and it should be a big price. So number four, Fleet Feet. Okay, uh, I'm going to go three deep in this race. The My top pick is going to be Ransomware. The trainer, second out, sprint route on turf. He's three for 13 with a 388 ROI. Gets the rail. Um, you know, no, as Benny said, nothing wrong with that trip. Just, you know, got second, but is going to improve and is already uh, about the fastest horse in the race. So, so uh, yeah, I like that horse, but but of course... These are you know, horses that have only run once or twice for the most part, and there's a lot of upside for all of them. So I was also interested in Stonks, who um, – uh, where where's Stonks? Stonks uh, had enough trouble in that last race, and it looked preppy that I think he could get he – could, he could run sort of biggish in his next race. Um uh, the trainer apparently doesn't do that well. Maidens with second start, but you know the fifteen to one morning line and did close in the last race and did have some trouble. Did get stuck behind some horses, and then the other horse that's interests me. I'm not sure about the breeding. I, I, I'm not really thrilled about the breeding, but I love the look of the line where the horse uh, improved second time sprinting, then caught a dead rail going two turns for the first time and now um, now tries turf and was a $325,000 purchase. So, you know, they've, they've, they've got something on this horse. You know, there's some positive and it's 12 to one. So, so I'll go three deep in this race. Yeah, 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 a couple, that a couple last, things. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Chris. I was just gonna say that the last horse you're talking about was the four, right, Scott? Yes. Y- yeah. Did I? Horse. I said Fleet yeah. Feet. I think. I yeah, that's who so, I was talking. Anyway, about. that's okay. Yeah, a, a, just a a couple quick things. You know, Polyak. I'm gonna defend Polyak a little bit. That work pattern is like gold. It's over the training track. He shows up, he works 36 flat, which that training track at Santa Anita, the turns are joke. They're super, super tight. That is a very fast work. And then catches three slow works. To me, that just says, I'm dead fit. These are maintenance works. Um, 
16 out of 19, 4 out of 4, 23 out of 27. I think this horse is absolutely alive. Has never caught any firm ground. This horse gets bet every time overseas. And it could be that it's like, hey, you know what? He just needs he needs firm ground. He's going to get it probably at Del Mar. I know it's been a little bit uh, misty and slightly drizzly, but it's still it's it's a little bit cold. The ground's going to be firm, so I think he's going to get what he wants. Um, and I think he's ultra live. That's that's why I'm going to single. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to finish off this margarita. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not on your third one already. No, no, I'm only about halfway through with this. You know, I've got to, got to go, you know, day drinking is, it's an art, you know, you got to hydrate and then, you know, I'm, I'm a a decent handicapper. I'm like a plus 10 handicap at the bar. Okay. All right. All right. right. Anything else on this race, Chris? Uh, I, I mean, stonks I kind of like, but to me, that horse will do better when they get longer. I, so it's be more underneath. Not sure it's really going to win at this distance. Um, but I think that horse is one that could get better as if it gets a chance to go longer. So kind of interested in that one, especially if, like, say, next time out, it, it goes a mile and an eighth, say. Um, I think even longer would be good. But for now, that's probably about as long a race as it will find. So that's the only thing I would add. And, you know, I, I, I respect Polyak. I don't quite get the not firm going. I mean, it looks like almost all its races have been on what they call good. But, I mean, it's pretty, you know, I, I don't know if the, the you know, firm going is going to move that one up. But I think D'Amato could cert- and Pratt could certainly move it up for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm going by what the form says. So I didn't watch the race. You did, uh, but you know when I just see good and I see horses going off at, at, you know, four to five, six to one, two to one, four to one, first time out at the Cura, um, with some trouble. It looks like that that first one may have been a toss, just against some some nice horses. Next race against winners only got beat two lanes at eighty to one, and then caught a lot of money, and just looks like it underperformed. Um, I don't know who they have, um, you know, he, he uses, if he's using multiple guys or not, like as their bloodstock agent, but man, he just brings over runner after runner after runner. And, you know, as you guys know, he, when Pratt and this guy team up, he, they're, they're, it's not often you can get to a near break even point because they're all bet, right? It's no secret, but he's almost to a break even point when you consider takeout, which is, is, uh, is impressive. Uh, one note, yeah, I'll, mean, I'll, just a, a note I'll add on 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 that horse. Uh, I'm looking at Timeform, which they have a uh, their own rating system for, ter- you know, t- uh, in Europe they they rate uh, they they will override the track condition, and they have two of the races, including his last race, as on firm ground. So. Just, Interesting. Uh, See, Chris, that. that's what you get when you watch replays, man. Don't get outworked. Chris is like, he got up at three <laughs> yeah, thirty this say. morning. He's like, I'm going to go to YouTube <laughs> and watch these replays. That's I like that. I I did it just so I could harass you about it on the show. I watched those. You succeeded. I'm like, man, I'm getting outworked. That's my motto. Never get outworked. And here I am. I'm like, exactly. I didn't watch that race, and you did. I'm pouring a margarita. You're on YouTube. <laughs> 
I'm still singling. I'm still singling. I'm not deterred. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to discourage you from doing that. Not, not at all. I don't know. I, I think it's time to have a margarita and watch YouTube. <laughs> hey, and you know what? If you guys get down, if you guys, if you guys get down to Del Mar, I'm doing the Sunday seminars. The first Del Margarita, which they're like $22. That one's on me. The next four are on you. So make sure you show up and let's go <laughs> hang out and watch some races. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> sounds good. Um, any other plays on the card, gentlemen? Um, not for me, if I'm being on, I mean, wait, wait, if I, I, I should have been prepared. Let me see if I've got anything that I like. Otherwise scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, not, not really in love with anything enough to, to have anybody invest in me. I do like Whistler's style a little bit in the, in the first race. I don't know what the. The prices again. I don't have the morning line, but I don't. I don't think it could be much. But now I'm going to defer. I deflect. I deflect to you guys. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I have don't, anything. In that, in that first race, I kind of not a huge play, but I kind of like the three horse nice ice as a potential wire to wire horse in there. Not a lot of speed. Um, they just claimed it. They have another one in the race, the favorite as well. They just claimed, I think they got them both from Peter Miller. Um, and I think they're going to send that one and it might just uh, lead from gate to wire. So that's kind of, I was thinking the, you know, as a long shot play, maybe the three horse, nice ice. Okay. Well, um, I would like to thank our, Margarita swilling guest, Benny Southstreet. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Always thanks, good to be with you. Thanks for handicapping with us. You know, when you say return guest, that's a real positive for me because most of the time I show up on a pod, I don't get invited back. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we, lo we love to have you, Benny. Yes. Because uh, where else are we going to get these great trip notes? That's true. Well, that's easy. Tripnotepros.com. Thanks for the softball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're <laughs> they are they are better coming from your lips. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, the, it, the salt laden Del Margarita lips. Yeah. No, no salt on this one. You know, I'm I'm kind of an expert margarita um, drinker. So what you got to do is no salt. You do the opposite of salt. You got to hydrate. So. You know, a couple sips of this and then a couple swigs of water. You're in a good place. Hopefully Delmar uh, stays warm. I know it's been kind of cool down there recently. So, um, yeah, I'm headed out tomorrow morning and uh, look forward to, to chatting up the cards on Sundays. All right. Well, good luck on that. And that will conclude show number 200 of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck at Delmar and wherever else you play. And please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo Blowout. I'll see you on the Wow, dude, that's incredible. Yeah, the big 200. I forgot about that. It's wow, the big 200. That's, that's incredible, guys. That's a lot of work. It's, it's about, it's about 
one a week. So it's been, you know, over three years. Almost four That's years. That's incredible. Almost four. Almost four. We probably started at the same time, um, is my guess. But yeah, 200, man. That's a lot of hours. 